Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to write on the four game NBA main slate on Sunday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I made daily videos as well as live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you're unable to watch his YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple podcast with a link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on Patreon.com, an esports package which includes Call of Duty and CSGO and an NBA package. And finally, I want to thank our sponsor for the show, Prize Picks. So, if you're not familiar with Prize Picks, uh, the idea is you take over under on fantasy points, and these will move throughout the day. So, if there's one that you think stands out when you look at it, you should probably take advantage of it because, again, they will move. So, right now they have uh, eight players posted for tomorrow. They'll have a lot more uh, throughout the day, and they have a ton of different sports. They have MLB, they have college basketball, they have esports. You can mix and match sports. So, if you guys want to uh, try it out, sign up. Use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You'll get 100% match up to $100. You put $100 in, you get $200 to play with. And the nice part is, again, it's a little bit of a change of pace because you're not playing against anyone, right? You're just playing against the house. So, um, yeah, again, if you guys want to sign up, use that code DKDFS, um, 100% match up to $100. But, uh, yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump in the video. Or I guess... I. Before we get into it, I want to thank you guys again for the continued support, the videos, live streams. We had close to, I think, 350 viewers for a live stream on Saturday. That's really good. So thank you guys. Um, yeah, if you do enjoy this content, if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you don't know, live. Again, it will be you doing a YouTube live stream, as always, before lock tomorrow to go over everything, answer all your guys' questions. And let's aim for 150 likes, guys. If you enjoy this content, if you hit that like button, it helps me out a ton. Uh, so now let's jump into it. Before we talk about players and the prices for this four-game slate, let's look back line up here from Saturday. So Saturday was a pretty solid night, a good night cashing overall and everything, but could have been a big night. Could have been a big night. So we got a few things to tilt about. A few. Let's go over my lineup. So Russell Westbrook, Drew Holiday, Luka Doncic, Melly, Boban, McLaughlin, Middleton, and Paul. And I was hammered. I hinted at it a little bit in the YouTube live stream. I got to be careful, though, in, in the you know the free live streams. I can't give away too much just because, again, I got to hold some, obviously, for, for premium members. Uh, but I was I literally, in the, in the Patreon live stream, I was like, you play all three Dallas bigs. You play, you know, Westbrook and Luka. And you play either one uh, Buckstar or you play both. Uh, I, I was like, I'm leaning towards both Buckstars with McLaughlin. McLaughlin was a core play for me. I was like, if you don't play both Buckstars, you play one, and then you maybe get to a couple mid-range guys like a Bobby Portis, a TJ McConnell, if Malcolm Brogdon was out. So, um, yeah, going over the lineup again, McLaughlin, uh, he was huge. Only 43% out and went for 38 fans. Once the other guy I was considering, and it was close, was RJ Hampton. Once that ma- once we got that magic news that they were basically having an eight-man rotation, I was like, all right, RJ Hampton is definitely in play. I don't think he he had a good game, Archer Hampton, if you played him. I don't think it was as good, though, as McLaughlin. Um, so, again, the Dallas centers are all good. Boban should have played. I mean, he was clear play 90% owned. Melly only 60% owned, one for 25. And then Dwight Powell was only 6% owned, uh, one for 19 fans points. I was like, hey, they're going to – Powell and Boban are going to split the center minutes at basically mid-price against Washington. Uh, and then Melly again, too. So, okay, one t- thing to tilt about. Luka Doncic. No Kristaps Porzingis missing half the team, literally against the best possible matchup against Washington that played no defense. And he has another floor game. I know this is he's going to break out of it eventually, but I was like, man, there's I was like, there's almost no way he's going to have a floor game, and he did. 
I couldn't believe it. He was chalk. He should have been. I am so shocked he busted. Uh, Russell Westbrook didn't have as good of a game as I thought. Only 52 fancy points. Again, both Westbrook and Luka were the absolute chalk in the high dollar as they should have been. Both had pretty four games in my opinion. I expected more from both. Now, it was 109-87, to 87, kind of a blowout, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly expected way more from those top two stars. Now, Drew Holiday was massive, massive. He was a core play for us on Patreon. 64 fancy points, only 36% owned. Uh, yeah, he, again, no Giannis Antetokounmpo in a matchup against the Kings that play no defense. Loved him and loved Chris Middleton. But Chris Middleton, well, you want to you wanna know what he started shooting through three quarters? One of 12. One of 12 start to the game for Chris Middleton. And he busts with no Giannis Antetokounmpo against the Sacramento Kings in a close game. They score 129 points and Middleton busts. All right, then. And then the, the last thing I got to tilt about. So we get the news that Brogdon is out after lock. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, boy, I might be in some trouble here. Because Lavert was a guy I was really high on. McConnell, right? I think Miles Turner just had a subpar game. And then McDermott was also a, vi- a viable value play. I was like, oh, man, this this I could be in some rough shape. And then I'm, I'm looking at my lineup. I'm like, all right, I'm already in the cash. You know, you know, we basically, the Pacers game's ending. And I still have, like, a fourth quarter left for Milwaukee. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And then I see overtime for the chalk Pacers. Like Lavert, McConnell, McDermott, all chalk in this tournament. So a lot of guys passed me with those Pacers. If that game doesn't go to overtime, I probably finish close to first. Or if Middleton actually doesn't shoot like 10% from the field, right? So a little bit tilting there. Again, it was still a, a good night overall. And I know a lot of Patreon members, a lot of YouTuber guys as well had, had big nights. So congrats to everyone on the big nights. But uh, it could have been a bigger night. It could have been a bigger night. So that is it for the look back, guys. Hope you had a good night. And let's see if we can keep it rolling for this uh, four-game main slate. There's two games on the other slate. Uh, the, the Clippers-Lakers game, again, that's on the early slate. So we won't be talking about that one. Main slate talk. Let's start off with the Memphis and Philadelphia. So on the Memphis side, Jonas Valanciunas at 7.8K, viable for tournaments. Keep an eye on Embiid. It's a back-to-back. It was Embiid's first game back. I would guess he misses this game, but we'll again, keep an eye on it. If there's no Joel Embiid, I have more confidence in Jonas Valanciunas as a tournament play. Um, if Embiid plays, I'm a little bit worried about foul trouble issues. Now, I said the same thing about Cat. I was like, hey, if Embiid plays, I'm a little bit worried about Cat. Cat is just on another level right now. And I'm all about it because he's on my best ball team. I'm like, hey, I am not complaining. Can we? T- I, I, I want to make sure this is correct, but I'm pretty sure he played 44 minutes, I'm pretty sure. Hold on, let me let me confirm. I don't want to say anything that I'm not 100% sure on. I thought I was scrolling through that. I'm looking at, yeah, 44 minutes for Carl Anthony Towns in no overtime. Again, not complaining on my best ball team, but it's like 44 44 minutes, McLaughlin, 42, Anthony Edwards, 41 minutes. They basically ran like a seven-man rotation. And Minnesota has been a team all year long that has really extended the bench. So it's like, what? Like, what happened, right? Like, I just, I couldn't believe that. Uh, but yeah, back to Jonas Valanciunas. So 
I think he's a good tournament play, especially if there's no Joel Embiid. I have more confidence in him. John Morant is just, again, a tournament play, right? He's so up and down. It's It's been so weird. He was later in the season last year. He was really consistent even in the playoffs, obviously. It's just some games he'll go for 50-plus, and some games he'll go for, like, 25. So for that reason alone, good tournament play. I don't trust it in cash. The rest of the Grizzlies with everyone healthy, I just, I just don't think I can do it. I just think everyone kind of looks like they're priced about right. Another team that runs a deep rotation. Not much else here in Memphis. Moving on to Philly. It all really just depends on what happens with Joel Embiid tonight. So again, he played 29 minutes. He had a good game in 20 minutes, 41 fancy points. We'll see. If Joel Embiid plays, um, I would assume they kind of take it easy on his minutes. So if he plays, I'm probably just going to avoid everyone in Philly. If he misses... Then I think it's Tobias Harris, the first stud I would look to, because Ben Simmons is just basically unplayable right now. Um, so Tobias Harris would be the star I'd look to. Uh, again, he's been, he's had some pretty big games with Joel Embiid out. And then Dwight Howard at 6-2. So played 19 minutes tonight. If there's no Embiid, I think we get somewhere around 25-ish, maybe close to 30. So he'd be an intriguing play in the mid-range. Because Dwight's actually a pretty solid point for the guy as long as he doesn't get ejected, right? <laughs> Uh, and then that's probably it. Like Milton, Seth Curry, Danny Green. I just, mm, if you like land on one of these guys, the last piece in, sure. But it's just nothing really stands out from there. All right, Golden State and Atlanta. So Golden State, we have Steph Curry back at 9.8K. You know, up-tempo matchup here against the Atlanta Hawks. I think he's a pretty good spend-up. Should play mid-30s minutes. Um, yeah, I do kind of have some interest there in Steph. I'm not going to Wiggins at 8K. No thank you on Kelly Oubre. Draymond Green's the other guy I've interested in. He does actually get a boost with Steph Curry in the lineup. Keep an eye on this one. He was a late scratch, again, for my best ball team. That sucked um, on Friday. If he plays, I actually think he's a really good play at this price. 6'5", should play mid-30s minutes. I would like Draymond a good amount if he plays. Now, if he misses, keep an eye on that starting lineup. Pascal's out. I would guess it's Juan Toscano-Anderson. If he starts, would have some interest in him and his value play. So keep an eye on that one. Wiseman's at 5-1, you know, hovering around 25 to 30 minutes. He's not really been good recently. Like, I just, I don't even know if I go to him. So that's basically what I got for Golden State. Let's move on to Atlanta. Uh, the big news is, well, two big big pieces of news. Trey Young, Gallinari. If they're both out again, it's right back to Bogdan Bogdanovich, even at 6-6. He would be the number one player on offense. Honestly, as a guy that can stuff a stat sheet when he's like the lead guy, really like Bogdan and would really like Lou Williams. My one concern with Lou Williams that last game was it was a back-to-back. He's a veteran. I was like, hey, maybe he only plays like 22 minutes again. They just said, screw it. They unleashed him. He played 30 minutes. If both Young and Gallinari are out again, I really like Lou Williams. So Bogdan, Lou Williams, the two guys like a good amount in the mid-range. Herder, fine. You know, play minutes. I do not like playing this guy. You know, you guys know that, but he would be viable as well. And then Brandon Goodwin, he started, he played 28 minutes, also would be a viable punt if both those guys are out. Now, if both Trey Young and Gallinari are in, then there's really not much I love besides probably the top two guys. When that that would be Trey Young for tournaments, as long as there's no minutes limit, should play mid 30s minutes. It would be the number one in offense, again, in an up tempo matchup. And then Clint Capella. With no John Collins, he gets a massive boost. Now, he did only play 29 minutes the last game. was kind of a blowout. I'm expecting about 35 minutes from Clint Capella. I don't love the price at 8.8K, but I still think he can get it done. Because, again, he just gets a massive boost. Like We we could see like a, 
like 20 and 15 with like five blocks stat line for Clint Capella. Honestly, like he gets that big of a boost. Again, I don't love the price at 8.8. I would have wished he's cheaper, but he'll be someone to look to as well. And who was it? It was Okongo that played some of the backup five, but I don't think he got extended a little bit because the blowout. So, and then I just don't play Tony Snell. I don't play Solomon Hill. Again, they could be free. I will never play Tony Snell. Let's move on to New Orleans and Houston. This one's, again, a little bit hard to say right now. We have Zion, Ingram, Lonzo Ball, questionable, Kira Lewis, doubtful, Josh Hart out. <laughs> All right, so assuming everyone's out, it's right back to NAW and Butso. I don't care that NAW had a four game. I also don't care that his price went up. Going to play mid-30s minutes. Will probably be their number one on offense. I'm fine going right back to Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and I'm fine going right back to Bloodsoe, too. Gets a massive boost with all those guys out, so those are the two guys look to first. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is on the team. So what is his role going to be? I have no idea. I think he plays. I don't know how much he plays. He's 5'4". You can take a shot at him in tournaments. He's a good offensive player. Again, I just don't know how many minutes he plays. Steven Adams at 5.3K, a safer option. Should play mid-30s minutes. I don't know if he has a ton of upside. I don't know if his role necessarily changes with all those guys being out, but still a viable play. James Johnson, if all those guys are out again, I think is one of the better value plays this late. Should play around 30 minutes. Can stuff a stat sheet. Would like James Johnson a good amount. Um, and then it was Najee Marshall that moved in the starting lineup that last game. Played 30 minutes. If Najee Marshall starts again, viable play. Watson Wundo, kind of like a Tony Snell. He's out there for cardio. But sure, if he starts, I guess you can play him. I don't like playing guys that are low usage, though. Um, and then, yeah, guys like Hernan Gomez and Hayes were absolutely a lot more viable. And Adams is out with Adams in. Not ex- as excited about either of them. So that's really where I look to if all those guys are out. So it's hard to say if all these guys are in. Right, Kirlos, Dalfels, I don't expect them to play. If they're all in, then it's just like... Then probably like Zion if there's no limitation. Then we have to monitor if there's no if there's like limitations in these guys too. So it's really hard to say right now. Hopefully get some clarity on this. We'll talk about this more in the live stream uh, tomorrow. On the Houston side, Christian Wood at eight point six, a viable spend up. I like this game as part of a game stack. Probably my favorite game to stack. Wood has been you know not had insane upside since returning, but um, it's there right. He's got the fifty plus fans from upside. This should be played at a faster pace. It's also a revenge game. Um, so I do have some interest in Wood. Kevin Porter Jr. with no John Wall, I think gets around 30, 35 minutes. Also in play, even at 6.9K. The rest of the Rockets, mm, eh, I mean, Jason Tate, don't love the price. Olinick when he plays the four, not as much. Right? He'll play some of the backup five, but just kind of seems to start right. Daniel House at 4.6. He'll probably play about 30 minutes, but rely on scoring. Sterling Brown seems priced about right. Don't love it. DJ Augustine off the bench at 4K. I think it's around 20 minutes. I think he's someone you could look to because he's a guy that does, you know, it's a pretty solid point per, point, point per minute guy. Avery Bradley saw some extra run. He played 28 minutes. Again, a little bit of in the scoring. Because of the price, I guess he's viable. Um, so that's really what I think for Houston. Finally, Orlando and Denver. And we again, keep an eye on the questionable guys, right? So if they're all out, then I think they're only going to have seven bodies. They're going to need some one of those questionable guys to play because when one, two, three, four, five, and a six, Randall, seven, Hampton, Mo Bamba left the game due to illness. So they need some one of those guys to play. If they're going to have like an eight man rotation, then I think the first guy I look to again would be Archer Hampton. That's because of the price, right? I said it. Since they're going to have eight-man rotation, he's probably going to play about 30 minutes. He played 31 minutes, went for 28 fans points. RJ would probably be the first guy in for me, uh, assuming it's an eight-man rotation. And then, you know, look to Okiki. 
rookie. They're going to want to give him all the minutes he can handle. Viable play. Again, all these guys are really viable. One Ricardo Jr. played massive minutes at the center tonight. Uh, played 34 minutes. Um, you know, if he's the only center on the roster, 100% in play. The concern is, you know, maybe foul trouble against Jokic. And then Bacon and Ross are going to get all the shot attempts they want. So, Orlando, a little bit hard to say right now. If it's basically an eight-man rotation, then, yeah, basically everyone is in play, right? Ross, Bacon, they're going to shoot the ball a ton. Wanakar Jr., if he's the only center on the roster, should play all the minutes he can handle. Okiki, rookie, going to play big minutes. And then RJ Hampton due to the price. I don't play Chase and Randall. Um, he's just not a good point per minute guy. Finally, Denver. Tricky one here because, like I said with Utah, I was just like, yes, Mike Conley is out on a normal slate. I would like Mitchell. I would like Conley. Or I would like Ingles and Clarkson a lot more. I was like, hey, first of all, there's all this value. Second, I have absolutely no confidence the Magic keep it close. And the Jazz just wiped the floor with them, right? So that's kind of how I feel about this game. Denver has been on fire. The Magic, probably the worst team in the league, and they're missing a ton of guys. So I have no confidence this game stays close. For that reason... I'm just completely crossing off Denver. I have no interest in anyone. It's a four-game slate. It's as weird as it sounds. I have no interest in anyone in Denver. No interest. I'm completely avoiding them. Also, again, Jokic, since Aaron Gordon has been in their lineup, has taken a little bit of a hit usage-wise. Um, like, the top five starters, if this game can somehow stay close, will play big minutes if you want to take a shot in them. Again, no confidence. So, for me, I'm just crossing them off. Uh, so, that is it for the um, the breakdown, guys. If you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you give a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you know on live. Again, we'll be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow, so make sure to check it out. Thanks again, have a great night, and I'll see you all tomorrow on the live stream.